cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Welcome back and Happy New Year's Packers fans to the Quick Slants podcast, first podcast of 2021, and an exciting one because we get to talk about a Packers playoff team, and there is a lot of stuff to get to today. And that's because there are more great things happening for this team. So it's going to be a big one. I'm Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin and the Pack-A-Day podcast. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Hope you had a safe and happy New Year's. And so far, the New Year is treating you well. I know we were all excited to bid adieu to 2020. Most of us were. Maybe not everybody. But let's get down to it. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. So the Packers beat the Bears again. 35-16 at Soldier Field, Week 17. They finished 13-3 for the second year in a row. And a little bit about the game that's been talked about a lot at this point. But the game started out slow. Obviously, one possession each in the first quarter. The Packers didn't finish their first possession or first drive until early in the second quarter, which was um, a touchdown pass to Robert Tunyon. Tied it up 7-7 to after the Bears took a 7-0 lead. And Aaron Rodgers goes out. He hits Marquez Valdez-Scantling deep for a touchdown. They blow. They, they expose uh, blown coverage. Danny Trevathan on Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a total mismatch. The defense forced a few Bears field goals. Things were looking good at the half. Packers get the ball to start the third quarter. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is open deep again. First possession out of the gate with a chance to start to break away. And he drops what likely would have been another touchdown. The Packers sputtered through the third quarter. They scored no points. And then they turned it on late with two touchdowns. Aaron Jones runs in for one. Devontae Adams on a slant, a beautiful slant route to ice it. The defense gets a huge pick from Adrian Amos. It's the second time in as many trips back to Soldier Field since leaving his former team, the Bears, that he gets a big clincher interception. Packers had two turnovers on the day. Jair Alexander with a beautiful force fumble on a ripped out like a Charles Woodson-esque type Rip out of a catch by Bears tight end Cole Komet before he went to the ground. Absolutely fantastic. And at the very end of the game, needing two scores to do anything or make anything of it, the Bears comically try to force the final pass to Jimmy Graham at the goal line. And Jair, the eraser, Alexander, stops him short of getting into the end zone. Game over. The Packers are your number one seed. They have a bye. They will not play this upcoming weekend. And they will host whoever is unfortunate enough to have to come to face them at Lambeau Field in two weeks' time. So that is the Packers and Bears. We don't need to spend much more time on it. It's the same 
old story that it's been for the most of the last 30 years. And I ain't complaining about that at all because it's been a fun ride for sure. The Bears actually do make the playoffs. So the Bears will play the Saints this weekend. And oddly enough, if they pull off the upset in New Orleans, the Bears end up coming to Green Bay. Divisional week. So that would uh, that'd be interesting. But let's, let's look at the, some of the takeaways from this season, from the game, and, and as kind of the Packers headed to the bye week. There's a, just a couple things I wanted to, to cover. And again, like I said, this one's going to be a little bit longer because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Because the Packers had a great season, there's a lot of good things to, to focus on. So... Head coach Matt LaFleur, safe to say at this point after two seasons, was a very good hire. Not everybody believed that when he was hired. Not everybody was convinced that last year was legitimate. But here we are, two years later, two full seasons of sample. And this season's not over yet. But he's 26-6, and 27-7 and seven overall. How is that for a sample? How is that? LaFleur has continued the winning culture. He salvaged a team that could have gone in a different direction after what was a, the 2017-2018 seasons. There's been some talk about LaFleur as Coach of the Year candidate. That's mostly been among Packers circles, but I don't think that it's hyperbole. I think he should get a look. Coming in and inheriting what he did, yeah, he has a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Rodgers wasn't playing like a Hall of Famer back then when, when LaFleur came in and took over. He was, he was far from it. He was far from playing the best football of his career. And yeah, he had injuries and, and all that other stuff. You know, look, look, I get it. Totally get that. But LaFleur still had to make something out of what was left of Aaron Rodgers, right? So, I mean, I hope that there's some chatter that's happening nationally on the subject of Matt LaFleur and his being a coach of the year candidate. I just, I, he deserves it. You know, what this team has accomplished the past two seasons is hard to argue. It's hard to beat. Last year, they reached the conference championship game. This year, they repeat 13-3. They improved to the one seed. And this team is looking like a team to beat, not just for the division, not just for the NFC, but for the whole thing. And I'm excited for what's to come during the playoffs. I'm excited for the next several seasons with LaFleur at the helm. And I don't want to forget to mention GM Brian Gutekunst and his staff bringing in all that top talent. Z, Preston Smith, Amos, Billy Turner, who was a stud once again at left tackle, trading back to get Jair, collecting another one for that move with the Saints and turning that into Darnell Savage, who was balling. Rashad Gary's taking over the starting outside linebacker spot from Preston Smith, which is good since he was, you know, taken 12th overall, much to the chagrin of many Packers fans. That was uh, also a questionable decision in the, in the eyes of fans. And Gary has played well and is doing what he's supposed to do. Elton Jenkins in round two. Kingsley Kiki in round five, A.J. Dillon in round two, Kamal Martin in round five. Gush, Packers fans. This is a GM in year three and a head coach in year two. And this team is a top contender for a Super Bowl. Yes, please, and may I have another. Fantastic job by these guys. And want to give credit to the leadership of this team because that's the intangible that is often the difference between a solid team, a playoff team, and a championship team. So now on to one of the biggest reasons on the field why the Packers have been so successful, and that is your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the NFL MVP this year. 4,299 yards, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, thanks to the defensive backs who dropped a few along the way this season. Eddie Jackson himself could have had two on Sunday alone, dropped them. 
70.7 completion percentage, quarterback rating of 121.5, three rushing touchdowns on the season. Go on ahead and get out the engraver and put Roger's name on that MVP award now. I don't see how anybody else can win this award, even Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, for everything that they did to get their team to where they did and how special they are. You could argue that the Chiefs would be in a lot of trouble with the defense they have. Green Bay has a better defense, so if Mahomes isn't the Chiefs quarterback, they're probably a very middling team. But with Rodgers, this is beyond a resurgence. I mean, who expected this? 37 years old, doing all that he's done to accomplish something that he still hadn't, believe it or not. There was still something that he hadn't done, which was get a chance to host an NFC Championship game should the Packers advance beyond the divisional round. Now, they have to win that game. But the box is checked that he's got that opportunity. Now, he had that opportunity in 2011 as well, and the Packers blew it. They lost to the Giants. So the Packers now, Rodden Rodgers just needs to leave his offense to a solid day in the first playoff game they play, coming off of a bye or a week off. So they get a chance to host that conference championship game and really, truly... Check that off of Rodgers' lists of to-dos, which is celebrate an NFC Championship in his own stadium. Now, the unfortunate thing is, is that the fans won't be there to see it. We're all going to be scattered and spread out wherever it is that we're watching the game, and that's a bummer. But Rodgers, Rodgers still wants that moment, and he realizes that these things don't come along very often. Packers have been very fortunate that they've had a couple NFC Championship games in the last five or six years, but... Got to make the most of and, and get busy with what's in front of them this year. But Aaron Rodgers, a fantastic season. Just an absolutely fantastic season this year. Really love what he did. And it's, it couldn't have happened at a, at a better time. This, this might be his swan song. There's no guarantee the Packers are going to get back next year. Look at the Niners. Look at all the playoff teams. Look at the Rams and what happened to them last year. And then Now they're back, but they're kind of sputtering. They're still not that great. So you take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. MVS. Okay. Fans, I got to tell you and friends, this, this is, it's, I'm, it's a frustrating situation and I, I get it. And a lot of us played sports and depending on who you played for or who coached your team, there were probably a lot of different ways that those coaches handled things and, some of some of us are very hard on MVS with the drops that he's had. He dropped a huge, huge long pass at the beginning of the third quarter that I think would have changed the complexion of the game and made it a lot easier to to break away. And it probably would have would have put the game in cruise control for a little bit. But uh, I, I'll admit he's an enigma if I've ever seen one. I mean, he is literally a coin flip when the ball is in the air. It's a 50-50 proposition, and that's frustrating if you're a fan. If, if he was a mythical figure, he would absolutely be Two-Face from the Batman series, right? I mean, we just have to hope that the clean side of the coin comes up over this next month. We need the clean, the clean side of MVS and not the bad side because it, it's, it's going to be rough. Because the Packers have to roll with him. He's a big part of this offense. They don't have any other options. His speed is too valuable. If nothing else, he drags a defender down the field at a 4-4-40 clip, that's worth something. And uh, he's just too big a part of this offense. You're not going to throw someone else in there and, and all of a sudden get better. You know, be, he's 
MVS has made some big catches, and that's his brand, the deep ball, the big catch, the flashy. He's often the guy that has two catches for 150 yards, three catches for 175 yards, and one or two touchdowns that look huge on the stat sheet. You know, he had big games against the Vikings, the Lions. He had the long catch and run versus Jacksonville. He had, he had one in his last game against the Bears, and he dropped another. How many times have we heard it? The momentum was killed. The momentum stopped because of a drop, an MBS drop. He dropped a big one against the Bears last season when they were playing in the second matchup at Lambeau Field to kind of help the Packers secure their, the, the goodness of their season and move towards 13-3. and So he drops a big one that would have put that game in a, in a cruise control, or I think it would have deflated the Bears and the Packers would have had an easier path to, to victory. They won that game anyway, you know. And like I said, and I'm an old school guy. You know, back in my days, guys get the bench when they make mental mistakes like that. And I saw plenty of coaches in baseball, soccer, football, basketball teams that I played on sit guys that did that. And, and real talk, it is in his head. It's in MBS's head. That's, that's what it is. It's not a physical problem. This is a mental thing. But the Packers are, they, they got to roll with them. They've got to roll with MBS and we have to roll with MBS too. They have to. They, you know, you miss... The thing is, is with MVS is that I said it's a flip of a coin. It's a 50-50 proposition. Well, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So if you don't continue to go for that home run, you're going to miss out on some catches that he would make and some score points that he would score. Those are going to come right off the board. And it removes a huge component of this offense, which is his speed. Defenses have to continue to think about MVS being out there. They have to continue to think about the threat that he is and that Rodgers is not going to have any issue going to him time after time. And he shouldn't. You've got to get these guys involved and you've got to hope for the best and that he's going to make the catch and that he's not going to drop it. Having to honor that speed, is, is it's going to open up things for Devontae Adams, Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones, the run game. They, they need MVS. And listen, he's going to continue to be a risk to drop a big one. And now it is under the biggest lights of the postseason and he may absolutely fail. We're going to all lince, lince. We're going to all wince and look away. When the ball is spiraling down towards 83. But what's the alternative? Equinemius St. Brown doesn't have the speed. Alan Lazard's not even close. I mean, the Packers minus Devin Funches added zero receivers this past offseason. And we were told that it was because they have the guys, including MVS, that were better than anyone they could have added in the draft. Well, if you're the praying type, then you need to pray that we get good MVS for as long as the Packers are playing. But he is going to be part of this team. I've heard all the things. He's as hard as on himself as anyone else could be. Awesome. Do better. Catch that football. Because now is the time where these drops are going to become very crucial. There are no more gimmies on the schedule. We are in the playoffs. These are all the elite of the elite. They all got there because they made the plays they needed to to make themselves a playoff team. Special teams. The broken record. The dead horse. But I cannot skip over it just because... It's the thousandth time that they've done something stupid this season. Uh, you know, in 2020, we had a block punt. We had two punts returned for a touchdown. We had a kickoff out of bounds. We had missed PATs, long returns, lost fumbles deep in our own territory, awful tackling, letting balls land inside the five. One of which was nearly a one of which was uh, a kickoff that landed inside of of the five yard line. Guys getting cut from the roster because they aren't capable in this area. Tyler Irvin getting hurt. It's been a mess. It's been a total mess on special teams. 
This unit, hear me now and remember this again for the thousandth time. This unit is going to be likely one of the big reasons why the Packers struggle or get knocked out of the playoffs. If you're tired of hearing me say that, so am I. But friends, I, I have watched over 30 years of Packers football. I've seen this movie before. It's either going to be a gut-wrenching thing and the end of the season and we're all going to wonder why the team didn't do more to fix this knowing it was going to be a problem or special teams is going to step up and somehow make the play of the year and surprise the hell out of all of us and win a game for them, a playoff game. And let me remind everyone, Mason Crosby made all 16 of his field goal attempts this season. Perfecto. He missed the four PATs that I mentioned. There were four of them that he missed, which is ridiculous. But they don't call him Money Mason for no reason. And hopefully I didn't jinx him there and, and he misses his first field goal of the season in a key spot. But what a season from the 14-year vet. The Packers have been very lucky to have really good place kickers over the past 30 years. We've talked about left tackles and quarterbacks and receivers. Chris Jackie, since 19... 19- 87, 88, maybe 89 was his first year. Chris Jackie, Ryan Longwell, Dave Rayner in 2006, and then Mason Crosby since 2007. That's it. Those are your place kickers for the Packers over the last 32 years. This franchise has been blessed. It's another another key position past decades that they you know may come down to mason at the buzzer for a championship i'll take that bet they could do a lot worse in a guy that you want kicking that ball but this group has to come in with their heads on straight special teams dominic daphne scores a big touchdown and then on the ensuing kickoff levels cordero patterson on the return need more of that guys like that just bring the wood bring the lumber make a hit make a tackle make a play send a message know your assignment stay in your lane Man, on these kickoffs and punts, just put it in the end zone. At this point, you are what you are. Just understand it. Admit it. Kick the thing a mile and call it a day. Touchback city. Sounds good. I don't care. I really hope I don't have to say a huge, huge, huge I told you so about this under a much worse circumstance down the road. It's been a problem all season long, and there is no more wiggle room. I mentioned the playoffs. There, it's The room for, margin for error is zero. There's no wiggle room. It's gone. Packers special teams coach Sean Menenga is probably not sleeping well at night, or maybe he's sleeping too well. He's got two weeks to implement anything new or try and install a new attitude. We shall see what they do, but I do not want special teams to be the story of any of these playoff games unless it is front page Desmond Howard return against the Patriots a la 1996-esque. Okay. From special teams to a team that is special, and I said this earlier this season, Took it back, and I can once again say, and this time it cannot be taken back, and I will not take it back, this Packers team is special. If they win no more games, they're special. If they get blown out at home in the divisional round, they were a special team this year. They just got beat. They're more special than last year's squad, as special and fun as that was. The ride this team took us on this season, the way they did it, The defense was better. The offense was amazing. They've reestablished themselves as NFC contenders, not just this season, but in moving forward. It's time to get on the wagon and ride, ride, ride. This isn't the time to nitpick and hedge. We have to be all in at this point. What more does this team need to do to prove 
that they can win. They 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 had the best record in the NFC. They secured the number one seed. They have done what they need to do. There's no reason to think they can't win three more games to bring home a Lombardi Trophy. You know, we get to watch Wild Card Weekend stress free, and whoever has to come to Lambo is coming into a matchup now with a buzzsaw. These Packers can sense it. They can feel it. They can taste it. They're playing like it. The defense isn't having any of your drama. The offense has no pity for defenses. The Packers can literally beat anyone, and I mean beat them good. No one in the NFC on the road is a huge threat to the Packers. They may win, but there isn't a team that's coming in that scares these Packers, and that includes the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. Forget it. You're playing at Lambeau. Good luck. The path to the Super Bowl, while it is not easy at all, it is going to be difficult, but it could not be easier than it actually is. They've gotten the easiest path, which is they don't have to travel. They get to stay home. These opportunities, like I said, they don't show up often. The Packers have to take advantage of it. Absolutely have to take advantage of it. So I will be back next week or sooner if there's something new to talk about. Maybe the, the, some of these guys who are hurt currently, Tyler Irvin, Raven Green, might have a chance to come back. I don't know. I have no idea. But I will be back next week or, or again if, if there's something that comes up I'll do another show if I if I get a, a bug and maybe I'll want to break down the the wild card weekend results or something like that or if there's any breaking news hopefully it's not bad but that's going to do it for this edition of Quick Slants the wild card weekend is coming up everybody enjoy there's going to be some fun stuff for those of you with kiddos I think the Bears and Saints game is also airing simultaneously on Nickelodeon so that might be kind of fun I might have to check that out because I'll have my young buck with me cheering on oh, I don't know what teams we're going to pick for this wild card weekend but should be a lot of fun of watching football with him you can get over to game on Wisconsin and check out all of our great playoff coverage we're starting to also do some pre-draft stuff and talking about what things are looking like in the offseason not that we want to talk about that yet but there's going to be some great coverage when we get to draft season and and breaking down what was the regular season you can follow me. I'm at Jason Prone on Twitter. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. All the great content over there, all the great shows. Make sure that you check them out. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your week this first week of January 2021. Again, hope your year is off to a great start. Enjoy the weekend off from football and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 